Okay, um, you guys can go ahead and open to Philippians. If you have the Bibles that we passed out, you can go ahead and go. It's page 1040, um, also known as 1040. Um, and once you guys are, f- while you guys are flipping there, we're going to go over a little bit of history about the book. And um, just to catch you all up to speed, if you missed last week, and or if you just forgot, I often forget what I eat for breakfast, so no worries if you forgot what we talked about last week. Um, so Paul is writing this letter, and he's on house arrest, and he's writing to the congregation of Gentile Christians in Philippi. And so this is a church that Paul was privileged to help found about 10 or so years earlier. And in the um, letter, he talks about um, that during house arrest in Rome, it won't stop him and others from preaching the gospel. And whether Paul lives or dies, Jesus Christ will be preached and the gospel will progress. And last week, Holly went over the first chapter, chapter um, first half of chapter one, and we saw Paul um, start the book off with a prayer of thankfulness to the people in Philippi and just the way the Lord is working through them as well as what the Lord is doing through Paul himself. And so the rest of the chapter, Paul kind of focuses in on his imprisonment um, slash house arrest. I'm going to kind of use those words interchangeably. Um, He was on house arrest, but there was guards with him at all times, so it pretty much was like an imprisonment. So I'm going to use those back and forth. Um, So before we read the text in its entirety, I'm going to pray. And um, if you go ahead and look, we're going to start um, in verse 12 and then end in verse 30, which is a big chunk of text. And I want to really encourage you guys to follow along in your Bibles because this is a large chunk of text. And sometimes our minds can wander and we can zone out. Um, So I really encourage you to just um, follow along. That's why I made sure everyone had a Bible today. Um, And I think we can get some really cool things out of this. So I'm going to go ahead and pray and then we'll read the text and then I'll kind of break it down from there. Um, God, I just thank you for today, and I just thank you for each of these high schoolers, Lord. Um, I thank you for the opportunity we have just to meet together and um, just look into your word and that we can just freely um, talk about our relationship with Christ, and I just thank you for this opportunity I have um, just to um, just dive in your word with these students, Lord, and I pray that we just all listen with open hearts and um, open ears today and that we really just get what you want from the want us to hear from this passage, Lord, and I just pray that um, each of these students are able to um, take what we learned today and just um, put it to use in their daily lives, Lord, and just throughout their week. Once again, I just thank you for each one of these faces and each one of these students, Lord, and um, I can't wait to see what you do tonight and beyond. Amen. Okay, verse 12. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually advanced the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that my imprisonment is because I am in Christ. And most of the brothers have gained confidence in the Lord from my imprisonment and dare even more to speak the word fearlessly. To be sure, some preach the Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. These preach out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel, and the others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, thinking that they will cause me trouble in my imprisonment. What does it matter? Only that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. 
Yes, and I will continue to rejoice because I know this will lead to my salvation through your prayers and help from the Spirit of Jesus Christ. My eager expectation and hope is that now and as always with courage, Christ will be highly honored in my body, in my body, whether by life or by death. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now, if I live in one in the flesh, this means fruitful work for me, and I don't know which one I would choose. I'm torn between the two. I long to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. Since I am persuaded of this, I know I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress for your progress and joy in the faith, so that because of my coming to you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus may abound. Just one thing, as citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or I am absent, I will hear about you and that you are standing firm in one spirit and one accord, contending together for the faith of the gospel, not being frightened in any way by your opponents. This is a sign of destruction for them, but of your salvation, and this is from God. For it has been, your, for it has been granted to you on Christ's behalf, not only to believe in him, but also suffer for him, since you are engaged in the same struggle that you saw I had and now hear that I have. Okay. That was a lot of text. So I'm going to kind of break it down. We're going to start in verse 12. And this is where Paul answers the concern of the Philippians. And he wanted them to know that God's blessing and power are still with him, even though he was in prison. And he was not out of the will of God. God didn't forget about him or abandon him. God's work still continued in him. And he gives us a brief example of how he's advancing the gospel in his current situation. Um, this is something I originally read over, but then when I went and looked at commentary, it mentioned that Paul um, had these guards that were constantly with him, so they would rotate. And when Paul had an opportunity, he would share the gospel with each of the guards that were um, guarding him. And he includes this in the letter not to brag or to boast, but to encourage the people of Philippi to share the gospel without fear. And when I was reading over this, it kind of hit me really hard, because if Paul can share the gospel to his prison guards, why is it so hard for me to share a gospel with a close friend, like my roommate at KU? Or why is it so hard for me to ask um, even a brother or sister in Christ how I could pray for them? Um, why do I fumble over my words or opt out of these life-giving opportunities to proclaim God's truth? And so in verse 16, Paul says he does this out of love and knowing that he's here for the defense of the gospel, just like each of us. And Paul has a good point here that I think we should all remember. And it's, if you truly love someone, the best thing you can do for them is share with them the truth of Jesus Christ, dying on the cross for our sins so we could spend eternity with him. And there's no greater gift that can be received. And Paul says, go and do this with courage and don't be afraid which I understand can be easier said than done. Um, it kind of reminded me of a story back when I was about in middle school. My friends would beg me to go to Worlds of Fun Haunt with them. Has anyone ever been to that? Let me all raise your hand if you have. Wow, a lot more middle schoolers have been to it than high schoolers. Well, it was really popular when I was in middle school, and I hate scary things, so I was like, no way. But um, if you don't know what Haunt is, pretty much the whole Worlds of Fun turns into this giant haunted house. There's people dressed up in masks. There's fog machines. There's loud noises. It's not my cup of tea at all. And I remember finally going and my friends being like, just don't be scared. Like, they're all wearing masks. Just don't be scared. And 
I was just like, if there's a 10-foot man in stilts running at me, I'm going to be scared. Like, if you tell me not to be scared, it's not going to help. And um, I'm sure that night I probably, someone probably popped up behind something and I cried and I probably called my parents to pick me up. Um, But here's Paul telling us, don't be afraid. And sometimes we hear that and we're like, if only you can see what I'm facing, then you would be afraid too. But in reality, we can find comfort in the fact that we're protected by the Holy Spirit and that God's got us if we are believers in Christ. And we can rejoice in the fact, like Paul, that we aren't ever alone and we don't need to be afraid. God hasn't left us and God continues to work through us regardless. So I'm going to go ahead and shift gears a bit and look at verse 21, if you guys want to look at that in your Bible. Um, It's short and sweet. Um, It's under living as Christ, the heading. And it says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And when you look at that really quickly, it might seem a little heavy. And, um, but if you really think about it, it really conveys the joy that Paul sees in his less than um, ideal circumstances. And he does this um, with joy because his life as well as his future is defined by Jesus. And Paul doesn't care whether Christ is magnified, whether in his life or death, either was okay with him because Christ would be exalted regardless. And Paul's death would be a gain in two senses. Um, First, his death for the cause of Christ would glorify Jesus. And second, to be in immediate presence with the Lord would also be a gain for Paul. But ultimately, Paul decides it's best for him to live because he could further God's kingdom by sharing the gospel with others. And like Paul, all believers are um, called to further God's kingdom. And we should be able to do that joyfully um, because that could be done in our good days and our bad days and in our suffering, especially in our suffering. God's work in us doesn't stop. It doesn't stop on the hard days. It doesn't stop when we get scared. Um, It doesn't stop when we feel like we don't see him. It doesn't stop when um, you're just having those days that are super dark and you're going through something that like no one seems to understand, but God understands and he's working in you no matter what. So take that truth and be courageous and go forward knowing that he's for each of us and he has each of us. And if we put our trust in Christ and spread the gospel, we will further God's kingdom. And so I kind of want to end with like the main point I've been repeating. And it's just that through our suffering, Christ continues to work through us. And we can find joy and peace in each of our circumstances if our life is planted in the truth of Jesus. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave you guys with a few questions that you guys could go over in D group. And the first one I have is, what's a personal struggle that you're going through that could enhance your testimony if you handle it right? Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. And your D group leaders will have these questions. So don't feel the need to remember them, but if you want to, I won't stop you. But it says, what personal struggle are you going through that can enhance your testimony if you handled it right? My second question is, how are you currently working to further God's kingdom? Are you inviting people to church? Are you um, checking in on your brothers and sisters in Christ, um, asking how you could pray for them? Um, Do you need accountability? Um, Are you meeting with someone that can disciple you? Are you discipling someone else? Um, So I encourage you to see and kind of dive into how you're working now to further God's kingdom. And if you're like, hey, I'm not doing really great at that, brainstorm some ideas, some active steps you could take this week, tonight, anytime to further God's kingdom. And then my third question is, in a hard situation, what would finding joy look like for you? 
And so we looked at the text tonight, and Paul's on house arrest, and he's been in prison. He's in prison. And I hope you guys are never in that situation. I mean, I've been on, I've been grounded, but I don't think it's that bad. But I, um, what would that look like in your specific hard situation that you may be going through now, um, that you may have gone through in the past, or maybe you haven't hit that yet, and maybe in a couple months something will come. I know we all went through COVID, and that was really hard for a lot of us. Um, so what would finding joy in that look like for you? What can you lean on? What truths can you lean on? Um, and um, I think that's what Paul's really saying in this text is just that we are put here on the earth to defend the gospel and we should just find so much joy in that and the, the fact that the Holy Spirit will fill us and just help us to just further his kingdom. Um, so I encourage you guys, when you guys go to your D groups, have open conversations and really work through these with the girls or guys in your group. Um, we're all here for you, and we all want just to help each other grow and care for each other. So really listen and really, um, I also encourage you guys to pray for one another at the end. Um, I think that's really powerful. So that's all I have for you guys. Thank you for letting me talk to you.